Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Transfer Portal CFB presented by No Context College Football. I am your host, Dylan Rubin King. I am joined by Liam Blutman, Mr. No Context College Football himself. And today we have a super special edition of a player interview on our YouTube channel. We are joined by Duke quarterback Riley Leonard. Riley, thank you so much for joining us, man. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Congratulations on a brilliant season, obviously for you individually, but for the team as well. It was so much fun getting to watch this team just shatter every expectation or lack thereof that the team had. Can you tell us about the leap that you took individually this year after getting, you know, some good experience last year? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's pretty easy to have a successful year whenever you have a good defense. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys. But, uh, you know, transitioning from last year to this year, uh, obviously it was kind of night and day for me. I played last year, uh, was able to start a game up in uh, Virginia Tech. And <laughs> I mean, that that didn't go too well. So uh, to transition into this year, uh, obviously I was competing for the job. Uh, didn't get the job until a couple weeks before the season. Um, so it was really just, like I say, night and day. And, uh, you know, I know this year it kind of revolves around Everybody says it revolves around me. The narrative is that the quarterback carried them. You know, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, so, you know, just super proud of the guys and, and how we responded. Spoken like a true quarterback, a great leader. Riley, how about your recruitment, man? You were a pretty underrated recruit, football and basketball. I saw that Mount St. Mary's offer that you tweeted how years ago. Dude, what was your recruitment like as a two-sport athlete, and what led you to Duke in the end? Yeah, so growing up uh, in a smaller town in Alabama, I, I wasn't really highly recruited. Uh, my freshman year, sophomore year, didn't really have any offers. Going to junior year, pick up some football offers. But after my junior year basketball season, I was planning on going uh, to play in the YBL and hopefully pick up offers to go play co collegiate basketball. So that was my plan. COVID comes around, shuts down the UIBL, so I'm stuck, you know, sitting around waiting waiting for offers. Luckily, uh, you know, I have a great trainer back home, David Morris with QB Country. He was able to get me in contact with Coach Cut, And then that junior year summer, I was able to, you know, uh, get the Duke offer along with some others. So the recruiting process was very slow for me. Um, I, was ne I never went on one visit anywhere, never went on one unofficial visit anywhere. Uh, so, you know, I was really just all playing the ball all by ear. Uh, luckily I ended up here, you know, I, I'm very thankful for, for my recruiting process, even though it wasn't the traditional route people are going nowadays. Absolutely. You mentioned it at the top. So much of the credit for the success goes to you and you do deserve some, you know, respect and credit for it. But of course, it also belongs to Mike Elko, the ACC coach of the year. I know a lot of people want to ask specifically what it's like to play for him and what the turnaround was. But for me, I want to learn about that first day in the building. Can you walk us through, take us in the building? Um, and what was it about that first impression specifically that made you and the team believe that a season like you just had was possible? Yeah, it's kind of hard to describe what Elko brings to the table every time he every time he steps in the in in a room. But one thing that I can promise you is that we knew we were gonna win with this guy. He's just a fierce competitor and very intense. Uh, he, he's a great guy, but he knows how to win and he will win. So the first day he stepped into the building, everything changed. We were no longer a losing program. Nothing mattered uh, that happened in the past. Coach Elko is here to win, and I, I mean, you could, you really could feel it in the first team meeting. 
and y'all are going to win a whole lot more in 2023. Now, I want to speak to your athletic background. As I mentioned, basketball player, you also ran track back in high school, and we see on the field ever so often, you are flying past dudes with incredible speed and vision. What is going on out there? What about your athletic background just helped you succeed as a quarterback? Yeah, every once in a blue moon, I get to stride at stride it out uh, in a game. But uh, really, my athleticism is kind of what's brought me here today. Uh, fundamentally wise, in high school, I wasn't I wasn't the best. I wasn't the you know I wasn't a great all around quarterback. But my athleticism is kind of what and my upside is kind of what got me recruited. Uh, you know, I come from a very athletic family. My uncle played basketball at Georgetown. My uh, grandfather played. Uh, football at Maryland and my both my parents are great athletes so you know growing up you know, I was playing everything that I could and I still am uh, the guys will tell you if there's a sport uh, you know I'm learning and I'm trying to play it pickleball is new uh, so I, I'm not very good at that now but you know I'm trying to be the best player possible uh, just you know and out on that field you know athleticism nowadays quarterbacks are becoming more and more athletic uh, and, and the more athletic quarterback you have the more you're able to do as an offense so Coach Johns, our offense coordinator, was able to do a lot with me um, and utilize my athleticism, which I'm, I'm very thankful for. Get your pickleball champion, Riley Leonard, coming soon. Everybody place your bets right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, your your basketball huddle clips are absolutely unbelievable. I know they they kind of saw a day in the sun, uh, you know, when you started making a name for yourself at Duke this year. I knew you were athletic, but oh, my goodness, man, I had no idea you'd be out there throwing 360s and windmills off the backboard. What's your vertical? And was there ever a conversation with Coach K or Coach Shire about lacing it up in front of the Cameron Crazies? Yeah, so my vertical, I don't even know what it is. It's not too hot, though. I'm not the best, I'm not the best standing uh, jumper. My length kind of probably makes me look like I can jump pretty high. But I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the low 30s. It's not, it's not even that high. But uh, Coach Shire and Coach K, I'm still waiting on the call. Uh, there's, I've been able to, you know, go out on the court a couple times this year. Hopefully they, you know, may recognize me, uh, but I'm still waiting on that phone call. And even if they did, I'm not sure Coach Elko would be too happy about me <laughs> running up and down the court. So what about like, if they gave you a little spot on the end of the bench to travel with them in the NCAA tournament? I think that's fair. I'm not complaining. That <laughs> sounds like a pretty good, good. Now, you've kind of alluded to growing up in a small town and everything. Just talk to us a bit about your childhood and how that helped you become the man that you are today. Yeah, every single one of my values uh, come from Fairhope, Alabama. You talk about a community that, you know, will have your back. I mean, it's really tight fit, you know, a family community. And when I walk downtown, I see, you know, I recognize more people by their name than than I don't. So, uh I couldn't be more thankful for, for where I grew up. The support there is unreal. Uh, even last year when I wasn't playing very well, I was receiving the same amount of messages as I am now. So, you know, it goes to show you, you know, the culture that, you know, that's down there, the hospitality. I mean, I couldn't say enough good things about Fairhope, Alabama. I'm sure your hometown was very, very proud of you when you got your first start last season against Virginia Tech, like you mentioned, became the first true freshman to start at Duke at quarterback in 15 years. And then this August, you were announced as QB1 for this season. What did it mean to you to have those honors and what did it mean to your family? Yeah, to me, uh, you know, it was just another day because I, I have really high expectations for myself. When I meet those expectations, there's always something, 
you know, knew that I'm looking for. Uh, but for my family, you know, it was really cool uh, to tell my mom and my dad, hey, I'm starting quarterback at a power five school. Um, it's something I try not to take for granted. You know, I thank God for the position I'm in every single day. Um, and, and when I when I start to catch myself slipping up and, and being unappreciative, you know, I kind of have to knock myself back into place because this is a spot that so many different kids would dream of. So, you know, I'm very thankful for it. But like I said, my expectation uh, was to earn the spot. So when it happened, uh, you know, I was on a bigger and better uh, achievements. And we've seen why you earned that spot. Some of the things that pop off the screen, your poise, improvisation skills, ball placement on vertical throws, these are all things that you do exceptionally well. But for those who might not be familiar with your game, Riley, what would you tell them? What would you tell the casual fan about Riley Leonard's game and where are some strengths and weaknesses that you have? Yeah, so, uh, you know, my game is I'm just a competitor. I'll do whatever it takes to to get, you know, the extra few yards or, or to win the game. Uh, you know, I live for the tough moments. I've had some games this year where I didn't play too well, but, you know, when the you know, time came where I needed to make a play, I'm going to make that play for you. Uh, you know, weaknesses in my game, you know, obviously there's, there's, there's so many different things you can improve on, but I just want to become a better quarterback pre-snap. I want to understand defenses better and just be a student of the game. I, you know, I got the coaches around me that are going to teach me everything this off season, but, you know, just sitting in there with them and, you know, just showing humility in the fact that, you know, I don't know anything. You know, I got to keep reminding myself that because at the end of the day, there's so much more, you know, I can learn. Speaking of not knowing anything, there were some media members that uh, did not know anything about what to expect with Duke this year. I saw on your Instagram, you posted some pictures after the military bowl win. And then on the last slide, you put a screenshot of someone's coastal division uh, predicted order of finish. And they had Duke at two and 10 and 0 and eight in the ACC. Does that doubt in the program motivate you? Like, do you listen to that stuff and going into next year, what's the motivation after a year like this? Yeah, we always say we, we tune that stuff out, but I mean, if somebody sends it to me, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it's just right in front of my face, but uh, we always talk about decide who to listen to. So, you know, those same people who are hating on us this year are going to be, you know, riding the bandwagon in the next year. So uh, we, we just, you know, we always say, you know, stay in the greenhouse. So no matter what, what's happening around you, you're always going to remain the same person uh, with the same consistency. So, you know, I don't, I don't really care too much about predictions, but if we're the underdog, I always like to hear it. So this is a huge year for you as you're now going to be a draft eligible prospect and hopefully you're going to be the benefactor of a meteoric rise. Look, I believe that you're the answer for an NFL team who's searching for that QB1 and a new face of the franchise. I'd love for you to just sell yourself as to why you're the ideal candidate for a QB1 spot and, and what Riley Leonard is going to bring to the table when he gets to the NFL. I know you're a very humble guy, but let's just give you the floor here to sell yourself. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question, but you know, I really don't like to talk about myself too, too much. But if I were to say something, uh, it would just be the fact that I'm a winner. Uh, you know, every team that I've ever been on has found a way to win. You know, and I'm going to find a way to win no matter where I am. Uh, I honestly love being the underdog, like I kind of talk about. Uh, you know, whether we're picking, you know, a five-on-five -five basketball game, I'll take the four worst and compete with them uh, and find a way to win. So, you know, I'm thankful for wherever I could go. But wherever I go, 
you know, I think I think I'll find a way to win. Sounds like I'd be on that uh, five on five team. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how your basketball skills are. But... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so, what do you like to do when you're not locked in on film in practice in class or jabbering to to media members like us? Uh, what does downtime look like for Riley Leonard? Yeah, uh, never really in the room. Uh, I love being outdoors, no matter where I am. So whether that's you know fishing, uh, playing golf outside, playing whatever, anything I can get my hands on, I'm always going to be outdoors, uh, interacting with people, smiling, having a good time. Uh, you know that, or you know going to church, go to church, try to a couple times a week, uh, just finding God, finding peace. Because at the end of the day, when I lay lay my head at night, you know I don't think oh, I'm a great quarterback or, you know, how many touchdowns did I throw today? How did I do at practice? I'm thinking, you know, did I strengthen my relationship with Christ? Did I treat my family and my girlfriend with respect? How did I, you know, interact with my teammates today? Those are the things that, you know, I value the most. Now, you you know, you still got to spend a lot of time in the film room. I just want to know what that's like for the QB1 of a major college football program. Like, what's the first thing that you're looking at when you're about to play a new opponent? How much time do you spend watching film? Yeah, so in season, it's a couple hours a day. Uh, obviously, we're pretty busy with school, tutors, and practice, but um, a couple hours a day in season really gets you right. Uh, I, I try to spend you know, hours with my uh, position coach, who is also the offensive coordinator, the O-line coach, uh, quarterback Gavin Spurrier, who's a mentor of mine. You guys may know him. Uh, Steve Spurrier's grandson plays quarterback here. Uh, and he knows his stuff. So I try to get in there every, every you know, multiple times a week with him. Uh, and then with our receivers, I'm watching film with the receivers of practice every single day. Uh, we all get in there and watch film. And that goes a long way. But as far as, you know, the first thing I look at, I just try to find the base of every team and simplify it as best possible. Um, just know the game plan that, you know, the coaches are, are setting up. 100%. Let's, this might be a crime in, in some people's eyes, but let's look ahead to, to next season a little bit now that the, uh, the roster seems a little closer to finalized. Um, what do you think are the strengths of this roster looking at it on paper um, and returners as well? And what do you think this team could accomplish next year? Yeah, I think the most important thing to point out is everybody that could have been draft eligible but also had a year to come back came back uh Shaka Hayward is the only one that really left for the draft too, along with some other guys on defense and some skill positions but everybody that was able to come back with a year of eligibility came back so that you know that goes to show you you know the type of culture we have in this program uh and, and all those guys you know have an emphasis but our I don't see a weakness next year uh in in any aspect of our team so that's scary to think about. I'm excited. We're also very excited. And one thing that everyone's excited about is the UNC and the Duke rivalry on the basketball court. Where where's that national attention though for the for the two teams on the football scene? Like I don't feel like it gets as much recognition or respect as this rivalry deserves on the football side. Can you just talk about that rivalry, what it means to you and the team, and how important walking out of Chapel Hill this season will be with a W? Yeah, it's. I'd be lying if I didn't say we didn't mark that game on the calendar. I mean, every every time we play UNC, it's it's a huge deal. And I know people say, you know, media wise, you know, the basketball team, the basketball teams get more attention, but 
you know, inside the, the, these two communities, the football rivalry is just as important. Uh, so when we play there next year, we're looking to get some redemption because uh, we kind of let the, the, this this year slip away. What other games are you circling on the schedule next year now that it's out and available? Uh, whichever ones are the hardest. So, you know, I'll let <laughs> you decide. Fair enough. Now, there's a lot of ways to make your impact felt off the field. One thing we ask every player we interview, whether it be in a few months or down the road in a few years, what are some ways that you're looking back that you're looking at to give back to the community and help out those in need? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, every every aspect possible. Um, my grandfather has an organization where he builds schools. Uh, it's called Buy Brick Foundation. Uh, there are just so many different ways to give back. And, and Duke has a great uh, great community built around it where we're, there are so many different groups you can, you can belong to. Uh, so if you guys ever have a group or hear of a group in Durham, let me know because I'd love to be a part of it. Absolutely love that. We have a little segment that we also like to do at the end where we do some kind of rapid fire questions to get to know our players. Um, it seems like you're pretty well known at this point being a, a starting quarterback in the ACC, but let's dig a little bit deeper. And I want to go back to the basketball thing here because, you know, we talked about the dunks and all that stuff. Let's say that we've got a transfer portal CFB dunk contest where college football players can put on a dunking clinic and do whatever they want. We might have Jared Verse in the fold who will probably dunk on Liam because he's got a yeah, Miami thing that's... in the background. Um, but what dunk are you choosing to, to give to the crowd? And are you giving any theatrics, jerseys, uh, entrance, anything like that? That's a good question. Uh, the only one I could do in a dunk contest and consist, consistently get is probably a 360 windmill. So I'd probably go with that. Um, <laughs> as far as the theatrics go, I don't know. I'm not too much of a boaster, one to celebrate, but I may throw a little popcorn in the crowd or something. Hey, Wear a Grayson yeah. Allen jersey. I'd love to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just you can't wear a Vince Carter jersey because, like, the UNC thing. I mean, as cool as it would be, you know, there's a there's the rivalry there. So don't want to, um, you know, burn any bridges there. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite quarterback growing up? Oh, great question. Uh, probably Tim Tebow. Uh, he's just a guy on that I really look up to, and I'm thankful for a guy like him to you know, be as open about his, you know, beliefs as he is. Uh, you know, he's taught me a lot. And I, you know, I try to watch his videos every day, just become a better man. Love it. And uh, favorite fast food restaurant and what is your go-to order? Chick-fil-A. Easy. Uh, Chick I go Chick-fil-A, then Popeye's. So Popeye's is up there. Uh, for those back home, probably Fusackley's. Fusackley's had a good three. Nobody knows Fusackley's, but everybody back home. But, uh, um, my go-to order is just a bunch of chicken sandwiches, spicy at Chick-fil-A, of course, uh, with a milkshake. What about Culture. the sauce? I don't do sauce. I'm very, very good. All right, all right. How about your pregame playlist? What are you listen, listening to? Yeah, I don't have one set. You know, whatever <laughs> I want to, want to listen to. So sometimes it'll be 60s. Sometimes it'll be Bob Marley. Sometimes it'll be country. I'm not going to force anything, you know, when the game starts, the game starts. But before that, if I want to listen to country, I'll listen to country. Like, I'm not going to force anything. But, you know, I try to get a little uh, lose yourself action uh, every once in a while by Eminem. I, but 
other than that, I just listen to whatever. Gotcha. And now if you didn't play football, what do you think you would be doing? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure if I would be in college. College, uh, you know, going as a regular student probably wouldn't be, you know, my way. Uh, I'd probably go to some type of trade, learn something that way. Because um, that, that's really a great route for so many different people. A lot of people try to force the college uh, route, but I mean, a, a trade's a great way to make money fast. And, you know, you can find some great careers in there. So probably, probably go to trade school. A hidden talent that you have that people might not really know about. I claim that I can play the harmonica. Claim? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if you ask anybody in my family, they tell you the exact opposite. But, you know, I know, I know a few tunes. Anything in particular? Anything that you've uh, you've mastered? Starry night. Or no, it's not hey, there Silent Night. Sorry. It's oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe someday we can put together a, a transfer portal CFB, um, you know, talent show along with the dunk contest, and we we can get you uh, on the harmonica. How does that sound? <laughs> I don't know how good that sounds. I definitely won't sound. <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> Well, Riley, thank you so much for joining us, man, and taking the time to to talk with us and answer our uh, all over the place questions. Where can people follow you? So on Instagram, I don't even know, Riley.jLeonard, maybe. Uh, Twitter, Riley underscore Leonard13. Uh, don't quote me on these, but type in Riley Leonard. My name may pop. <laughs> Put them in the description. We'll make sure people can, can follow you. But thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you so much for for taking the time and congratulations again on the really, really impressive season and good luck next year. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you.